is Chanel. Hi, I'm Stacy. Hey nerds, this is Ashley. And this is Fanfic Fanatics. Um, welcome to our One Shot Wednesday. We are super pumped to welcome Katie Barron, who will be reading her One Shot Depleted. Um, so here it is. We're excited for you to hear it. The year is May 2000. Hermione raked her fingers through her bushy brown hair and felt as if she wanted to rip out every strand, root by root. It was blasphemous what Harry and Ron wanted her to do. The second Wizarding War was two years behind them, and the trials were being re-evaluated by the British Ministry of Magic. Hermione recovered seemingly quick from the war versus her peers. She licked her wounds and healed in silence. Hermione held her right hand and began to twiddle with her wedding rings on her left hand. The small diamond sat pleasantly on top of a gold band that hugged her finger tight. The voices of Harry and Ron were beginning to fuse together, and she felt herself drifting and not paying attention to who was screaming at her next. Harry was trying to convince her to condemn an innocent man to a dreadful doom. Hermione jolted as Harry shoved scrolls after scrolls next to her, trying to convince her to read the history of torment the Malfoy family put Muggleborns through. The scrolls seemed endless, and facts were facts. But Hermione's soul was screaming out to her, do not condemn this man simply for what his parents led him to do. Why could Ron or Harry not see what she saw? Miney, we need you to see reason. Malfoy is and always will be a foul git. He deserves to rot in Azkaban next to his father and mother, Harry said pleadingly. Hermione glared up at her husband, Ron, and she desperately wanted him to be on her side. She wanted to hear his low-toned voice knock some sense into Harry's thick skull. Malfoy is a git, but he did not deserve to rot his life away in Azkaban prison. Hermione could not understand it, but she felt exceptionally tied to this case. Perhaps it was because Malfoy was their age and their former classmate. She knew in sixth year that something was troubling Malfoy all year, and it turns out Lord Voldemort was blackmailing his entire family unless he murdered the headmaster. Sweetheart, listen. Ron took his wife's hand and sat with her while glaring into her doe eyes. Malfoy tormented you for years. He is a known death eater, and he attempted to murder Dumbledore, but he did not kill him, Hermione interjected sharply. She huffed and slid out from her chair to peer out the nearby window. She caught a glimpse of a lonesome bird on the edge of the window, just peering up at her. Why should his life be tarnished because he wanted to save his family? Hermione said while she stared at the bird. The bird was tiny and had petite gray feathers, followed by small legs. The bird was free and could travel anywhere it wanted, but it chose to stand on this ledge staring at Hermione. She crossed her arms and held her stanch. She thought to herself, fly away if he deserves to be free. Do not move if he deserves to be punished. She begged in her mind for the tiny bird to fly away and capture its freedom. The bird freedom symbolized Malfoy's chance at life, a chance for redemption, a chance to start a life not only as Draco Malfoy, but just simply Draco. 
The bird remained in its place for several minutes, and Hermione nodded. She glared back at the men sitting at the table and gathered her breath. I understand what I need to do, she bit. The following morning was the final trial of Draco Lucius Malfoy. Hermione sat with her two best friends with Harry's hand entwined with her right hand and Ron's entwined with her left. Ginny sat next to Harry and had a stone-cold expression. Hermione's stomach felt as if it was doing tumbles and her forehead was beginning to perspire. The top button of her collar was beginning to feel uncomfortable and she opened it abruptly. Ron lifted his wife's hand and kissed the top of it while he whispered in her ear, We are doing the right thing. The sod deserves it for what he has done to you. Hermione felt herself shift in her seat, and with every minute that passed, she grew more and more anxious, until finally, the Minister of Magic, Kingsley Shacklebolt, took to the stands. This council hereby commences the re-evaluation of the case, Draco L. Malfoy versus the Ministry of Magic. Hermione's eyes darted to the center of the room where the cage rose slowly, and the rest of the bars were beginning to become visible. She found herself squeezing Ron's hand until he cursed under his breath and she released him. Hermione finally set eyes upon the once snarky, cocky, and high-strung Draco Malfoy to witness nothing more but a depleted man. Malfoy's once platinum shining hair now filled with dirt stains and remained disheveled. His hands were manacled to the bars and the prison jumpsuit appeared tattered and filthy. For a moment, Hermione met his eyes and she felt her heart skip a beat. Her mind drifted off to a memory she would forever take to her grave. May 2nd, 1998. Hermione stood next to Malfoy and witnessed Lord Voldemort making his remarks about who shall be joining him in his ranks. Everyone went still. Even the wind remained quiet. Hermione knew if this young man took a step towards the Death Eaters, he would forever be lost to her. She could make no attempts to save him or aid him any longer if he chose to leave her. Leave their history. Hermione slowly stood as close as she could to him while lightly brushing her arm against his, her hand just hanging by his. Even though it was only for a moment, she entwined their hands and she felt the warmth of his palm in hers. The quickest moment in the world was when she knew this may have been the last time she would ever touch him. Hermione's heart fell out of her chest when she witnessed Draco's mother and father stepping forward to summon their son. She squeezed his hand once more and he muttered to her, I'm sorry. She watched this man walk away from her and the world might never know the true colors of Draco Malfoy. Hermione caught the glimpse of the Malfoy family making their escape from the final battle. She did not know what caused her to do it, but she ran faster than she ever could. Away from Harry, away from Ron, chasing after the man who made her think differently and feel more than she ever has or will. The Malfoys were walking quickly, and with every step they took, she was losing grounds with them, until something caused Draco to peer over his shoulder, and this is when he stopped. He released his mother's hand and came charging toward Hermione. She wrapped her arms around his neck and embraced him tight. She felt a... His arms pulled her in, and she felt his face buried in her neck. Don't go. Stay with me. We can help you, Hermione said while lowly tears rolled down her cheeks. Draco shook his head and wiped her cheeks. He looked over her shoulder and into her eyes while finally at her hand. He pulled off the Slytherin emblem ring that hugged his finger for years while he was a student. I need you to promise me something, Granger. Hermione nodded quickly and sniffled. Anything, 
Draco placed the Slytherin ring in her hand and closed her palm. Mary Weasley, have a family and become the witch you were meant to be. He paused more a moment to catch his breath. Hermione felt herself shaking her head and her body beginning to fill with anxiety. What was he saying to her? She could help him. The order must help any wizard in need. Surely they can save one more. Hermione shook her head and tried to give her Draco his ring back, but he pushed her palm shut once more and ran his fingers through her hair. I need you to forget about me. Absolutely not. I, I could never. She began to stutter, but Draco smashed his lip upon hers and she could feel the moistness of his cheeks on hers. The tears of a defeated man. Promise me, when the time comes, condemn me. End it all for me, he said breathlessly. Before Hermione could answer, Narcissa tugged on Draco's arm and attempted to pull him forward. Draco muttered one last time to her. Promise me, Granger. Hermione nodded and held the ring close to her heart. May 2000. Back in the courtroom, Hermione snapped her eyes back into reality as she heard her name being called to the witness stand. Harry and Ron had testified against the crimes of Draco, and now it was Hermione's turn. Her turn to send this young wizard back to his rat-filled cell and soulless island. Hermione sat upon the witness stand and peered into the eyes of Draco Malfoy. Kingsley went through his questioning, asked about Draco's whereabouts during the time of the war, if she knew him well and if she had an opinion on the matter. Miss Granger, as the main witness to Mr. Malfoy's treacherous acts, how do you find him? Hermione held her breath and squeezed her hands tightly together. For a moment, she turned around to look at him one last time. Even though his body had changed, his eyes were still the same eyes she fell in love with three years prior. The same gray eyes that made her promise to condemn him and forget about him. She did what he wanted. She got married, became a well-known witch, but how could she forget him? Hermione slid her hand into her jacket pocket and held the ring. The feeling of Draco's ring cradled her palm and she could graze the, her finger over the S insignia. Miss Granger, Kingsley repeated, is Mr. Malfoy guilty or innocent? Hermione stood on her two feet, turned on her heel to face Draco Malfoy. The depleted man in the cage gave her a small nod and Hermione felt her eyes pool. She took in a large inhale and turned to face the ministry council. Guilty of all charges. Girl, that was so good. I'm shaking. <laughs> I, well, also, we need you to read all of our one shots because you sounded so good doing it. <laughs> wow. I mean, um, that was amazing. Thank you. As someone who loves happy endings, let me tell you, I really like the ending of that. Really? I I'm mean, so glad. I mean, it's tragic and it's so sad, yeah. but it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Remember how I said I hate happy endings? <laughs> it's all making sense now. I mean, to me, that is canon. Like, yeah, that's right? what happened. They had a secret relationship and no one knew about it. And she tried to get back with him and he told her, don't be who everyone expects you to be go with Ron and that's how they ended up together at the end. And I, I freaking love it. That was so good. <laughs> this, I was definitely trying to keep as canon as possible. And 
I really didn't want to go too deep into like a backstory because I didn't want this turning into like a book. So mm-hmm. I felt like two scenes from like the end of the war was like enough to kind of like paint the picture of how long this had been going on. So mm-hmm. it was perfect. It was good enough to get you invested. <laughs> um, and yet you, it wasn't like you said, a huge backstory. It was a perfect yeah. like one shot. Like to, you could fill in the blanks for yourself and right. go from there. Right. And oh. just feel her emotions in this too. The writing is just so great. You can feel how she's feeling. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And it's very realistic. Um, yeah. You get so much out of it for, so for being like a one shot for being short. There's just, yeah, you get a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I think it's literally like only like a thousand words. It's not right. anything crazy. I was going to say, to me, it really makes sense that the Malfoy family would kind of go down together. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know what I mean? Like, they, the choices and stuff that they made, they might not have meant to be so bad, but they, they're always together. And I just love that, that they just stuck together the whole time. And yeah, yeah, it's very realistic. Yeah. Yes. Family is definitely important to them. Aww, well, thank so, you. Yes. That was awesome reading and great story so we so happy to have you on and (laughs) yes thank you thank you so much kate that was awesome and you guys you definitely want to check out her social medias you can find her on instagram at kate k-a-t-e underscore baron b-a-r-o-n or on tiktok her tiktoks are amazing and her handle on tiktok is katie baron 89 and we'll make sure to link these um, in the show notes and everything, too. And you can find us on social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Fanfic Fanatics Pod, um, as well as we would love to receive an email from you guys, um, fic recommendations, what you'd like to hear us read for a one shot at fanficfanaticspod at gmail.com. So thank you guys for listening. Bye.